Hello, this is Dwayne McCurry. I'm the team leader for Adult Explore the Bible, and today I'm joined by Fran Trescredi. Fran, would you share with our group, just remind a little bit about the role you play here at Lifeway. Sure, sure. My, first of all, thank you for having me here. I am the brand manager for Explore the Bible. That means basically I, I take what we have and I try to make it uh, enhance it with the churches, uh, provide some extra resources, uh, try to find ways that we can respond to the churches and, and just encourage pastors in ways that they can use uh, Explore the Bible and church leaders use Explore the Bible in all of their groups. Fran, thank you for joining me today as we look at Ephesians 4, 1 yeah. through 10, which is session 7. This is a big change, a big turning point in the book of Ephesians. Mm -hmm. in, in chapters 1 through 3, Paul is identifying kind of defining the new life we have because of our faith in Christ. And then in chapters 4 through 6, he looks at how we should walk based on having that new life. So really you have a new life and then you have a new walk, two parts, um, two sections that make up Ephesians. And this is the first lesson out of that second section of the new walk. This particular passage, these, uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 10, um, we're encouraged to demonstrate the truth of the gospel by being unified in our actions. He first talks about walking worthy in chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. He called on his readers to demonstrate Christian attitudes and character. Um, he expected us, Paul did, for us to demonstrate godly attitudes and character in our lives. He then moves to the idea about living unified in verses 4 through 6. He explained that since every believers shares in the same hope found in Jesus, they should live in unity. The relationship within the Trinity is the standard by which believers are to relate to each other. Then after that, he then focuses on enjoying victory, verses 7 through 10. He used an illustration from a military, military victory parade to introduce the idea of believers receiving gifts. Uh, he, he summarized in a way uh, Psalm 68, reminding his believers or his readers of a victory parade to Mount Zion. Jesus in, in Ephesians is the conquering king who distributes gifts to his followers. We're, we're, we're being encouraged in that particular section to celebrate the victory won by Jesus. So the two big issues that we see here are Christian living, the Trinity, and, and unity as well. You know, I think last time you were a guest, we talked about unity, if I remember yeah, right, Fred. that's right. Um, so in this very first part of it, he says, make every effort. Um, a question that, that may come up is, does that mean we should compromise for the sake of peace? Well, if it means compromise biblical truth for the sake of peace, then that's a simple and hard no, right? Sure. Uh, but, but if we mean by what Paul writes here to be humble, to be gentle, to be patient, to be loving, peaceful, then, then absolutely we, we want to, to change how we, uh, how we act, the methods of how we uh, pursue this. The message of the gospel never changes. We hold to those the message of the gospel. But the gospel should also change us. And so the, the, the point here that Paul is making is that the church is to be different in how they see the love uh, that, they, that they do and, 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 and also how the love is share, shared with one another so that the people who are outside the church, people who are outside looking in, see a different sort of people. Jesus said in John 13 that, that everyone will know you're my disciples if you love one another. It's contagious. Love is contagious. And so this is it's a beautiful reflection of the gospel. And so, again, while our message never changes, 
our conduct, our methods, they, they can and should be Christ-like. Now, I, I mentioned this earlier in, mm -hmm. in my opening comment. I didn't really bring it up uh, prior to uh, ask the other question first, but um, most folks think these are two distinct sections of, of, of Ephesians, chapters 1, 2, and 3, and then 4, 5, and 6. Can, can we elaborate on that some? Can we talk a little bit more about why folks may think that? Absolutely. You know, you, I think you, you put it very well um, that, that we have a new life in Christ in, in chapters 1 through 3 and a new walk in Christ, chapters 4 through 6. Uh, chapter 2 is, of course, that, that first 10 verses, uh, the passage of salvation, right? Saved by grace through faith. Chapter 4 is a pretty strong chapter in, in application, and it starts with a word, that, that we must really focus on, and, and it shows us that there's a change, a definite emphasis change, and it's a word, therefore. He, he says, therefore, um, you know, and, 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 and it's, he's saying, with all that said, all that I was talking about with that new life in Christ, now do this, or because this is true, now do that. And so we see the change in the emphasis, we change in the content. Paul went from talking about the theological truths of what Christ did and the transformation that they're experiencing um, through Jesus to how it's going to be applied, what it'll look like in a practical level. And, and although there's some crossovers, you're still going to have theology in all that we do. Uh, chapters 1 or three, through 3 are more theological bent leaning, and 4 to 6 are more on daily living leaning. Um, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to see the, the change in, in, in how we can, to take Ephesians, you can get a great backdrop of the theology of Christ, but then the, the great uh, application that we see in 4 through 6, perfect for, for a, a believer, a new believer, or, or even a, a, a believer who's been around for a while. Both are required, us understanding theology and us finding ways to live it out practically. Amen, amen. Uh, even in the practical section, those chapters 4, 5, and 6, we still see theological discussions Absolutely. taking place. You know, one of the big things that we see in this, in this passage is about being filled with the Spirit. Now, we're going to come back and deal with that later in this, in this study as well when we get to session 11. Mm -hmm. um, the Bible skill for this particular session focuses on being filled with the Spirit. Um, how can we... Uh, you address that in this particular session without stealing thunder for later, because that's going to be a sure. bigger discussion when we get to session eleven. Sure, sure. So let me let me just backtrack just for a minute. You know, Paul, of course, was was a great theologian, and uh, you know, gave us some great, amazing truths, spiritual truths that the Holy Spirit had inspired him to write. And yet, he was a great missionary, a great church planter. And, and so he lived it out daily in his life. And so we see in this particular passage, um, uh, being filled with the Spirit, Paul uses that term. Uh, we start to study this, and we, we could see that, that there's some application for that. Uh, first of all, the Bible skill that we have in our Explore the Bible leader guides and, and, and study guides, it's a great activity, and I, I highly recommend that our leaders incorporate that into their groups. If you want them to grow in your group, it's important that they begin to look at a passage and, and begin to dissect that. So uh, that I highly recommend. Now, the important principle here is that when you're looking at the spiritual truths, and, and we see this in this Bible skill, there are passages listed there that are more descriptive in nature, like what we might see in a book of Acts, and there are passages that are more prescriptive. In other words, the, the things that we might see in an epistle that, 
that will say, do this, don't do that. This is a distinction that because we don't want to take a descriptive passage and hang our hat on that as a main text to support a doctrine. Sure. Okay. So the passages listed in this Bible skill, um, things like Acts chapter 2, verse 38, and Acts 13, 2, those are descriptive. Romans 8, 9, that's a prescriptive passage. And so I would address as a leader, I would address the fact that there's a definite descriptive activity shown um, in, in the book of Acts, for example. But there is a prescriptive truth that's also expressed. And so the doctrine here is a doctrine of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This will set the stage for Lesson 11. As we remember that God the Holy Spirit indwells every believer and seals every believer and prays for every believer and can be grieved by a believer, um, but is at the point of salvation, who points to Jesus. This, this, this God, the Holy Spirit, is, is one who points to all truth and focuses us on our growth in Him. That is an important insight for us to keep in mind the differences of how we deal with a descriptive passage versus yeah. a prescriptive passage. Yes. And you really see that with this Bible skill. Mm-hmm. Um, a question that, that uh, may come up too is, how does the Trinity serve as a model of the unity we should have in the church? You know, throughout the book of Ephesians, we've seen Paul mention the Father, mm-hmm. the Son, and the Holy Spirit multiple times, yeah. uh, and them being together and doing these different things. How does that serve as a model for us? Well, as, as I just mentioned, uh, the Holy Spirit points to, to Jesus Christ, and we have the Father, we have the Son, we have the Holy Spirit. All three are God. All three exist with distinct personal attributes, but they are not, as, as, we, as we know, they are, they are without division of their nature, of their essence, or their being. Uh, but w- we can be encouraged about this because God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is a great example for us as well as the body of Christ that, that we are one church, we are together as a church, we are equal in value to one another. Okay, The pastors, for example, are equal in value to the nursery worker, right? Different roles, but they're equal in value. And, and, and the Holy Spirit, um, we see in Scripture, as the Holy Spirit points to Jesus, the same way we should support one another. We should point to one another. We should point to Christ together. We're united in Christ. We love Christ, and we love each other, and we work together for the glory of God to shine as one body. You mentioned the illustration of preschool yeah. person. You think about a person who has grown up in the church. They've attended Sunday school, Bible study groups as children. Then they go to children's Sunday school, but their parents are working with them as well, and they have these other friends who, who uh, talk to them about spiritual things. Then at some point in their life, they accept Christ. Yes. Um, a question you have to ask, it's always fascinating to me, a question is, well, who was the most influential person in you becoming a believer? <laughs> well, there's no real way to answer That's that right. because they were all involved in it. To me, that helps me think through the idea of how we are individuals, but also unified in purpose. Each one of them, the preschool person, had a role to play in that person's salvation. The, the, the teachers did. Yes. The um, friends, their parents, the pastors, preaching, all of them played a role. So you see the unity working in that, in that sense, Absolutely. unified in purpose, but yet very different roles for the same thing, uh, contributing to the same event at the end. Absolutely. And I can remember... I came to Christ as an adult, but I can remember as a teenager how many people shared Christ with me over the years and how many times I rejected or pushed away or, or resisted the gospel until that time 
that that I heard the gospel and and something clicked, something happened, and and God just spoke to me clearly through that. On page 70 of the Personal Study Guide, and also it's on page 63 of the Daily Discipleship Guide, we find this statement. Unity in the church is biblical, but so is diversity. Mm. How can we help our groups understand this truth? Yeah, we, we, are, we are one body. We have many gifts. We, we have one church. We have many roles. We, we have the, the gifts of the Spirit that's given. Not any one person has all the gifts. We kind of praise the Lord for that, right? And, 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 but, yet, but yet that gift is distributed to, to believers. And believers, this is why everyone should be involved in ministry. There's no, there's no Lone Rangers out there. We shouldn't have Lone Rangers out there. Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto, right? And so, so we want to make sure that we have uh, the, the embrace of different roles and, and, and value those roles and value believers and realize that if we're going to reach the world for Jesus, we need one another to do just that. The last part of this passage, verses 7 through 10, we talk about enjoying the victory. Mm. Uh, how can we celebrate Christ's victory today while living in such a dark world? Yeah, I'll never forget when I was in seminary, I, I, the first question I answered in class in seminary, I think it was the first day, I was so eager, I thought I was so smart and, and thought I could share my, my cleverness with everyone. So the professor asked the question, what is the purpose of the Christian life? And immediately my hand went up and the eager beaver that I am. And my answer was, well, it was to live a victorious Christian life. Yeah. Then the professor asked a follow-up question that I couldn't answer, and he asked me, what does that mean? And which I replied something incoherent. I don't even know if I said words. <laughs> it, was, it was just, I don't know what I said. And, and you know, the, the truth is, we live a life in Christ, and we celebrate Christ's victory because the, the purpose of the Christian life is to love God and show His love to others. Any other things you'd like to say about this particular passage? Yeah, you know, yeah. Let, let me let me just encourage listeners there to to hear this. Is is we know the world is is dark. We know the world is is sinful. We know the world has pain and and it, it can be awful at times. I we we know this. We know this. We hear this. But most of all, we have a light, the light of Christ that overcomes the darkness. And we rely on one another, and to encourage one another, to bear one another's burdens to shine at light. So let me just encourage them to, to be open to hearing and to loving one another, to share the love of Jesus with the world, because there's no greater privilege that we can do as group leaders to, to share the love of Jesus with, with all who will hear, and what a blessing it is. One of the things that the teaching plans calls for is the use of Peck Item 12, which is a handout on, the mm -hmm. uni on unity in the New Testament. It's really an article that's been summarized. Mm -hmm. um, the next to the last paragraph talks about believers being exhorted to recognize pitfalls. Here's the pitfalls that are identified or really the actions that you're supposed to take to avoid the pitfalls. Number one is to emphasize the church's common purpose rather than focus on ambitions of individuals. Number two is to accept others, forgiving their faults and accepting their differences as Christ accepts us. And also like Christ, we are to promote the well-being of others not narrowly pursuing our own goals. The fourth thing that's listed is that true yoke fellows, they were exhorted not to govern their, uh, by their own actions, but to promote unity where there was conflict. And so those, those are some things that I think we could bring out in this article that'll help 
bring this, bring some of the truths in this particular session to bear. Thank you for, for being with us today. We look Thank forward you. to seeing how God works through this lesson. If you have any comments or things you'd like to share with, with us about Explore the Bible, particularly about the adult material, please feel free to send me an email at Dwayne, D-W-A-Y-N-E, dot McCrary, M-C-C-R-A-R-Y, at lifeway.com, and I will promise to respond to that. Thank you much, and God bless.